Next up on Talk Zone is Corporate Talk with Charlie and Eva. Are you concerned about your job? Concerned about losing it? Concerned about not having the tools needed to reinvent your career or to reposition yourself in the workplace? If the answer to any of these questions is yes, or even if you just want to be a part of the workplace improvement revolution, then join the conversation right now on Corporate Talk with Charlie and Eva. Now, here are your hosts, Charlie and Eva. Welcome, everyone, to Corporate Talk with Charlie and Eva, and I am Charlie. And, of course, I'm Eva. Um, April, no, March 23rd. Yes, it is. Today, excellent. It happens to be my brother's birthday, so happy birthday to my dear brother. Um, how are you? I'm well. How are you? <laughs> <laughs> I'm good. You know, it's, sometimes it's difficult to to prepare because, you know, life gets in the way, right? We're busy and just like everybody and, um, you know, so it's a little hectic. It gets a little hectic, yeah, but we're good. And at least we don't have snow. At least we don't have snow. Um, so, again, the mission of Corporate Talk is to use our collaborative powers to simply make a difference in the workplace, in life, anywhere, because it's all connected. It is all connected. Even as one person. Yes. Um, you know, we're, we're proud of our content. We're proud of the fact that we meet all of our guests. Mm-hmm. We're proud that we're booked out. For months. Through July. Through through July. But we're also excited about today's show um, because we're going to talk about coaching. And we're going to talk about us. And we're going to talk about us. Right. right? Um, You know, I want to put a little bit of credibility, not so much around us, but around coaching in general. Um, So, you know. Oftentimes, I don't know, people may laugh at it. Um, they may say, oh, yeah, I can use a coach. But two things I want to say. Mm-hmm. Uh, first, E, because you're the expert, mm-hmm. um, is we always hear, find your mission and pursue it. Mm-hmm. Okay, or pursue your mission. Right. And that's always a, a dream goal to have. Mm-hmm. But we don't know how to find our mission, our passion. We don't know what it is sometimes, right? And so that's one that I'll throw out that might be a potential reason for a coach. Yes. Um, the other thing I want to say is, you know, at the end of the day, we're navigating blind. We, we, we think we know, but we're navigating blind when our head hits the pillow. If it's just us, Alone, we're navigating blind, and it's always good to have someone in your corner, coach. Um, right. I mean, that's that is where it all started, right? Because you need someone to give you that objective opinion. Yeah. Now I, I do. Right, and I know uh, I get to cheat, right? Because I get the full benefits, and I have made major shifts. I've had made major shifts for the positive. I found my mission, thank you, and I'm pursuing it. So um, I can I can say that the the value of a coach in your corner is priceless. Right? Oh, it is, yeah. So okay, so but I'm partial to it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <All right. laughs> so first, um, tell us a little bit about 
your background um, before we even get into what coaching is? So you want to hear all about my kind of work background? I can give you my background. I mean, uh, I started as most people. I had an um, an accounting degree, went on to get an MBA in information systems and moved into accounting technology and then became, um, I worked in technology in the general ledger area of a large major corporation. And I've worked with major corporations for the last 32 years. Um, back in the 90s, I decided that I didn't want to keep working for the same company, and I didn't want to go start over at another company, so I then decided to do consulting. And that's kind of a long story, too, that we can then talk about because that does segue into life coaching. But I decided to do IT consulting and then became an IT consultant for another company until in 2012, I decided to be a full-time life coach. So it was about 30-some years in corporate. Right. So, And I, I hit you with that cold, and thank you, but... To the point I want to make is you've been around the block. Oh, yeah. Right? Yeah. And um, a lot of the years of experience and expertise kind of all factor into your value as a coach. Well, it does. And and one of the things that we'll talk about in, in a little bit about coaching is that you want to find a coach that actually can speak to whatever it is that you're going through. I mean, every coach has a different niche. Okay, so, so we'll talk a little bit about niching in the in a little bit later in the show. But um, so the yeah, value- I mean, life experience definitely comes into it. Now, sometimes you can have a really good coach that doesn't necessarily have had has right, had a lot of life experience. I was going to say so. The value of yeah. the coach is in the coach. It's definitely in the okay, coach. So yeah. Point taken. Um, so first, share your website so we know who you are and how to follow you. Um, you can go to my website. It's core, C-O-R-E, coaching, Inc., I-N-C, corecoachinginc.com. You can also sign up there for my newsletter. You can opt in and you can read my blog and check out what I do and what my services are. Excellent. Corecoachinginc.com. Yeah, so- and you can email me at eva at corecoachinginc.com. And let, let, let me start with what exactly is a life coach? Well, you know, I like that question because everybody, everybody asks that question. And for the longest time, I think life coaches really struggled with that question, mm-hmm. right? Because it, it's a little bit tricky because it sounds like we have it all buttoned up and we don't really have it all buttoned up. I mean, that's not the goal of a life coach. But, you know, back in the day when I was first starting to look at changing my career, there was really two avenues you could go. You could go therapy or you could go career counseling. There was really nothing in between. And from there, life therapy, meaning pursue a career. No, 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 no. Go get therapy. Go get therapy. Right. So those were your two options. Like if you were looking at other options, right, you could either go, you know, look at your issues deeply via therapy, getting a psychologist, a psychiatrist, a licensed social worker, any of those, a counselor. Right. Or you could go to career counseling. And I did both. Actually, I had been doing both. And I found when I decided that I wanted to switch gears and do a new career, I went and found a career counselor. And but really what she did was she kind of held my hand. It was she basically said, yeah, this is a great thing to do. She gave me a lot of different resources that I could look at. But at the end of the day, she was the one that said, yeah, from what you're telling me, this is doable and this is what you can do to move forward and how to move forward. But from 
therapy and career co- and career counseling sprung coaching. And in the early days of life coaching, people kind of poo-pooed it. There was no standardization. There was no certification. It was kind of rogue. But really what it is, is it's a combination of, I think, therapy and career coaching and other. Right. right. And so what as as life coaches, we look to the future, whereas therapy tends to look to the past. Right. And so what we do is we look to the future and we provide tools to help you move forward. So if you need full blown therapy, that's not what a life coach is for. However, within life coaching, there are certain things that come up, limiting beliefs like we've discussed before. Right. With certain issues that when you try to move forward, you get some blockage. We can help with that. But if you need you know, full blown therapy, if for some reason you've had trauma in your past, a life coach isn't the person that you'd want to see for them. Right. Okay. So that's good to know, right? And it's also good to know that it's about your future. It's about the future. So in the in the initial stages, you would call it coaching. However, when you said you were a coach, people automatically equate that with sports, right? So when you would say you're a coach, oh, what team do you coach, or or what sport do you coach? Well, that's where the life coaching came into being. That name. Because we also hear it termed, uh, I'm a life coach or I'm a success coach or I'm a money coach or I'm a transition coach. Well, the reason that you change it from life coach to money coach to business coach to executive coach is just to give a person a clue as to what niche you're in. Does that make sense? So by leading with transition coach or business coach or executive coach or diet coach, you kind of get an idea right off the bat what that person does and what that person specializes in. I got it. And okay. that net, it rolls up to a basic life coach is a coach in your corner that's going to help guide you through some transition as you move forward, or it doesn't always have to be transition. Well, it, just about any time that you come to a coach – you're in some kind of transition because you've decided whatever's going on in your life, you don't like the way it's working or everything's going well, but you want to try something else. So it's always a transition. It's always, you're looking for a change. Interesting. So, uh, no, I, I, you know, I agree. Um, A lot of us are not sure that we are looking for a change. We're just not happy at work or with what we do. Mm-hmm. Maybe we are because we're making good money mm-hmm. or maybe we are because it's what we've been doing for the past 20 years and maybe we're not sure if we like it, right? But at some point in time, we, we kind of come to that crossroads of, is this what I want to do? Well, there's always that, right? And And I will always say that you don't go seek out someone to help you until the pain point gets to be too great. So suddenly, you know, like when I went for career counseling, suddenly I decided that, yeah, I was doing okay in my position, but I didn't want to go seek another position exactly like it in another corporation because I know I'd be doing exactly the same thing. It would just be, you know, a different group of people, but the feeling would still be the same. Yeah. So I sought someone out that could kind of help me and show me a different way to go. And at that time, I had read enough books and started coaching myself, actually, 
And now looking back, I realize that I kind of had the end vision in mind as I was moving towards it. Yeah, that. I think you, in your case, you would have pioneered the industry had it not <laughs> at least started, right? Um, and, and you just take it, you just take it to the, to the passionate level that you feel it, which makes it different. Well, yeah, I mean, I always like to ask people what their superpower is. And one of my superpowers is the ability to see people's potential. I see it. I yeah. see what they're good at, even if they don't see it. And I guarantee that when people say that they don't know what their mission is, they don't know what their purpose is, they're just pretending not to know. They're pretending not to know. It's too scary to look at it because if you looked at it and you went after it, it would mean changing a lot of things in your life. And that can be tough. Interesting. Yeah. Um, one thing I want to say um, personally is when I got the memo from about from you about that <laughs> everyone has potential. Absolutely, everybody does have potential. And I got excited about my potential. Mm. And I got excited about my future. And it was the beginning of my change, right? Um, so what I say, and we've said this in the past, um, and I say it at the seminars and everything else, if you don't know what you want, mm-hmm. get a coach to help you. Mm-hmm. If you know what you want, get a coach to coach you, right? right? Not change you, not tell you, but coach, but share with you. Right. Right. Um, that's the key. So when your head hits the pillow, you're not alone. Absolutely. Everybody needs someone in their corner. And sometimes therapy is great, but it's not exactly what you need. You need some tools to help you move forward. Career counseling can be good, but sometimes the transition isn't around career. Right? Yeah, because with coaching, um also learning a little bit about myself. Yeah, you always learn about yourself. Right. Sort of like a mirror. Right. Um, right. So everyone's always struggled with that term life coach. I mean, within the Martha Beck community, we've always struggled with the term life coach, but we can't come up with a better term. So for whatever it's worth, life coach is the terminology we use right now. And like you said earlier, there's always someone that comes up with, well, you know, like I'll say I'm a transition coach. Others will say I'm a business coach. I'm an acting coach. I'm a speech coach. I'm a diet coach. I'm a whatever coach. But at the end of the day, when you hear the coach, it's no different than a sports coach, right? It's someone that sees your potential and moves you towards that potential. Right. Um, uh, we're going to go to break in a second, but I just, I felt it was important to have this discussion because Knowing what I know now about life coaching and knowing how it helped me, I have a lot of respect for it. It's a very complicated, knowledgeable field, um, and I think it needs to be shared uh, because I think everyone needs a life coach, mm-hmm. right? So uh, we're just scratching the surface on life coaching and learning from a life coach that we have with us, Eva. So please stay with us. Uh, Corporate Talk with Charlie and Eva. We'll be right back. And now let's return to Corporate Talk with Charlie and Eva on TalkZone.com. 
Welcome back, everyone, um, to Corporate Talk with Charlie and Eva, and I'm sharing my secret with everyone today, the value of a life coach, <laughs> which is exciting. So um, our own co-host uh, is with us, Eva, who is a certified life coach. I am. Um, and, a, and one that I trust with my life. And your website is Core Coaching Inc., all one word, C-O-R-E, Coaching Inc., dot com. Mm-hmm. Right? And like I said, you can sign up for my newsletter there, or you can email me with any questions at Eva at Core Coaching Inc. So, okay, so, I mean, the newsletter, is that sort of like a vitamin for us? I mean, how do you look at what, what made you decide to develop a newsletter? Well, the newsletter is just a fast way to reach out to everyone every month. I don't do it weekly. I just do it monthly right now. And I just have tips in there, blog posts, any upcoming teleseminars or regular seminars that are coming up, um, and any tips that I've thought of. I'm also an EFT practitioner, which is an emotional freedom technique. And in there, I also include other tips for EFT as well. Wow. Okay, so we'll catch up to that. So we know basically um, what a life coach is now better. I'll sum it up as someone in your corner to help guide you into your future. Well, and I wanted to talk a little bit about some of the misconceptions about life coaching. Well, first of all, when you say that you're a life coach, it sounds like, and I had kind of spoken to this earlier in our conversation, it, it sounds like, well, I've got my life all buttoned up, right? And it sounds a little stuck up and people go like, oh, <laughs> oh, you're a life coach. Oh, you know, good for you. Yeah. And and that's not really what it is at all. What it is, is we've struggled. We were you five, 10, 15 years ago and we got past it. And now we can help you get past it, whatever it is that's bothering you. Like when I transitioned from corporate into being an independent consultant, All of my friends freaked out. My mother and father freaked out. Everyone was freaking out. My friend that was the big-time lawyer in downtown Chicago that was looking at my contract was freaking out. Everyone was telling me, stay in corporate. What are you doing? You're crazy. And I ended up leaving corporate on a Friday. I gave notice at my 15-year review, and... I left corporate on a Friday and I walked into my first consulting gig that following Monday and worked straight for 10 years until I went to another consulting company. (laughs) So, I mean, nothing bad happened. I was always paid. Everyone that was so doom and gloom then turned around and was just like, well, how did you do that? Well, I did it because I decided to look outside the box and also then take someone with me who at that time was Carol, who was my career counselor and Have her guide me. And then as I was looking for other careers, I said, well, you know, I'm good with people. You know, you always hear that. Well, I'm really good with people, right? Um, But I don't want to go become a psychologist or a therapist. I had actually looked at that. I had gone as far as to go to Northwestern and listen to them speak on it and thought about entering their program at Northwestern to become a psychologist. And I didn't want to go that deep into people's issues. Um, yeah, I didn't like you feel mentioned that, earlier. Yeah, I didn't feel like I wanted to, that I was equipped to handle that level of depth with someone. And plus it may not be 
as important to go back for you as to help someone go forward. Right. And so she had suggested, she said, there's a new field coming up and everyone's kind of poo-pooing it right now. But she goes, I think it's going to become really big in the future. And it's called life coaching. And I said, well, everyone kind of trashes it. She goes, no, they do. But I think that in the future, you're going to find that it's really going to take off. And she was right. She was right. At that time, it was the very, very, very beginning of life coaching. You could see why there would be misconceptions, mm-hmm. right? For the reasons you said, oh, mm-hmm. so you're, you have a perfect life. It has oh, nothing to you. do with that. Right? right. And then they'll turn around and say, oh, you, you know, you're a life coach, but look at your life. There's still some issues. Well, if you were to dive into the lives of your psychologists and your therapists, you would find that they too have psychologists and therapists that they go to because no one has a perfect life. It's not about having the perfect life. It's about moving in the direction towards a life that works for you and works is perfect for you. That's the key. It's the key. Right. Yeah. Um, you know, other misconceptions are, oh, you're a life coach. I was thinking of doing that. Is it easy? Right. Right. You see. Um, and I, you know, I can. It's fun. I can. Well, it's fun if it's your passion. Mm -hmm. Right. Which Mm -hmm. in your case it is. And I think that's very important to understand. Right. Right. But I could share, um, a brief story in my dabble into coaching because, you know, I had the know it all corporate approach when Mm -hmm. I was going through training. And the person that I was learning from said, Okay, so you have everything buttoned up. You're perfect at what you do. You don't need a coach because you know everything. Let's move past um, this conversation and tell me about your car. I mm. said, what do you mean? Is it clean? So what does that have to do? Well, I just would like to know. You know, and by the time I was done with that session, I realized how ignorant I was, you know, and that. Coaching is a little bit too complicated for me. Right. Um, I could learn from it. Like I mentioned, I like to be the person being coached, mm-hmm. but coaching is too much of a responsibility. So, you know, I, I respect that in you and I, and I admire that, um, passion to want to coach others. So. Well, and we do something similar, um, as Martha Beck coaches, we will ask you to describe your home to us. Mm. And when you describe your home, it can also show what's going on in your personal life. And it's pretty scary how accurate it is. I remember the first time I did it when I was just first going through coach training. I was like writing down la 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 la. And then they said, well, this is, this is a reflection of your life. And I was like, ooh. Actually, mine was good. It was, it well, was because really good, but you're other the exception. Was a dark. You're the, <laughs> your mission, like we have had people on the show and you can tell when they're living their mission and their passion. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. And in your case, that's what this is. Yeah. So absolutely. I would, I would no, guess I that it. your, all your, your criteria was high. Yeah. It was fun. Those, yeah. Yeah. You know, which is really interesting. Um, so we take a different approach because, you know, when you're in therapy, therapy is great, right? When you're in psychoanalysis, but all they ever do in therapy, I'll just give you a little bit of a difference between the two, right? All they do in therapy is say, well, how do you feel about that? Do you think that that was a good thing? Do you think that this is the right thing? And after a while, it's like, 
okay, I know how I feel about that, but I'd really like to know what you think about that. And in coaching, we can give you our opinions, right? We don't have to sit back. Now, there are some coaching styles where they do um, they do kind of sit back. That's not really the Martha style. We do ask questions. We really start dipping in, ask questions, and suggest, well, why don't we try looking at it this way? Why don't we do this? We give different tools well, to help someone move forward. It gets That's where it gets even more complicated. Mm. Um, are you altering someone's decision? Are you giving direction? That's where, you, I guess, you have to be careful as a coach. You do have to be careful, right? Yes. And that's why... Some coaching styles don't offer any input. It's like different. That. And I don't know all the different coaching styles. I mean, because there's the International Coach Federation. They have a certification program as well. But everyone needs to understand that all these certification programs are new. They've evolved. So you do want a coach that's certified with some style that you like. For example, I was certified with Martha Beck. So a lot of people come to me that have read Martha's books like Martha's style, want to be coached in the style that Martha coaches, but which tends to be more organic and tends to lean towards looking at there's force. There's a there's a change cycle that Martha has come up with. And we go through the four changes, um, the four cycles of change and then guide you and give you tools to help you get through each one of those so, but as the trust builds, mm. right, mm-hmm. and I'm the person being coached, right, I would be interested in your opinion. So I think it's, I kind of, I like the fact that you would offer one if asked. Yes. Right? Because I, I kind of want to hear it. We do tend to hang back. I mean, we're objective, Right. It's not up to us to judge. We're not here to, to put a judgment on anything. So however it is that you want to live your life, we're there to support you and move you forward in it. Um, however, if there's something that we see that we just think isn't, you know, jiving with us, then we can say it. We might also even um, terminate the coaching agreement if we feel you're moving in a direction that we're not comfortable with. Right, and, and we'll talk more about that as well. Mm-hmm. Um, an example, an example of that would be if you were brought in by a corporation to do some group level or team coaching, and maybe the philosophy or the goals of the company conflict with your goals or values as a coach. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and that's why I'm always a little bit concerned about those that go with executive coaching where the executive coach was hired by the corporation. If you're loving your corporation and you, you feel that you want to fit in more with the corporate culture, corporate culture, then that's the perfect way to go. However, on the other hand, if, um, you want to make a change, then you want to have someone that's objective and up outside of the corporation. And be willing to listen. Mm-hmm. That's where it gets tricky. So right. sometimes, you know, I get very leery with corporations bringing in coaches mm-hmm. because I'm not sure I could trust it because it's their coaching, their agenda. It's almost no different than Mr. Lobosco, uh, you finish this project 
before you go home tonight. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, it's exactly what it is. Very complicated, even it's though they have good intentions. They have excellent intentions. Right? Yeah, I agree. Jeez. I agree. So you're always challenging and weighing that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, before we go to break, I have a question for you, and it is in your networking of coaches, mm-hmm. does that come up a lot? Does the corporate strategies in corporate coaching come up or is there ideas? Are we learning or changing? Cause you mentioned certification is, cha- is new and always changing. Is it the same with styles or how you can address a corporate audience? It is changing. And what I find is, is that most coaches, depending on whatever their niche is. So corporate coaching is a niche and it's hard to say, <laughs> but those coaches tend to then also get additional certifications in leadership, in corporate styles. Um, they also tend to hook in with other coaches that are also teaching in okay. corporate, right? So they are. It is always evolving. It's a completely different path. Mm-hmm. Um, this is great, and thank you so far, at least. <laughs> um, maybe when we come back from our break, we can talk about selecting a coach, the okay. motive behind the selection, and just continue this conversation because I'm learning a lot too. Stay with us. We'll be right back. This is Corporate Talk with Charlie and Eva. Charlie Labosco is an author, speaker, and trainer with over 40 years' experience in the corporate workplace. Contact Charlie today to interact, influence, and inspire others in your organization. Whether it's a one-hour keynote presentation or a five-day training seminar, Charlie is available to speak on many topics, including making a difference in the workplace, even as one person, building shared leadership teams, and his signature award-winning seminar, Care Certification in the Workplace. Charlie speaking at your organization will make a difference on day one. For more information and to book Charlie, go to charliespeaking.com. That's charliespeaking.com. Let's get back to Charlie and Eva for more corporate talk on TalkZone. Welcome back, everyone. And we're in segment three of of our discussion with Eva on life coaching Mm -hmm. and all of the different ways to describe it. And let me just share your website again is Mm corecoachinginc.com and uh, your email is eva at corecoachinginc.com and you have a a free newsletter available. Yes. To everyone. I was hoping I didn't get kicked, but so it is. It is free. free. Okay. (laughs) So, um, I, I, you know, I think, uh, I cheat, right? Because I get it. Right. Um, and uh, there's a lot of good information in there. It's kind of weighted on the positive side, which is always <laughs> so annoying. I know. <laughs> always something that, you know, um, helps. Right. So I, I think that's really cool. But, you know, OK, so before the break, right, we were yeah. talking about corporate coaching. Yes. And I was thinking about this during the break, right? Mm. I was thinking that if, because you said oftentimes, and I can see this happening, if a coach takes the corporate path Mm -hmm. and does uh, corporate training, they might evolve into team building, leadership, uh, conflict management, and things like that. Time management. Time management. And they're all great. I mean, They're all great. Yeah. Uh, yes. As a person 
maybe in need of a coach. Mm-hmm. I don't think I would want a coach like that for me personally in my corner if I'm trying to change that in myself, right? Yes. So it takes a little bit of intelligence because I want to I want to kind of segue into how do you select a coach, right? Well, the first thing the first thing that you want to look at when you're selecting a coach is you want to look at what is it that I would like to change? What is bothering me now? Why am I even thinking about getting a coach? So what is it that's bothering you? Is it weight? Is it work? Is it you want to make a career change, but you don't feel like you have any support? Is it that you're thinking about doing something completely different, but you're not sure how you would be able to do it? So in my case, it was nothing because I'm in denial. Well, but at that point, if you're just in complete denial, you probably wouldn't even look for a coach. Well, then the pain hit, right? I was impacted at work. Right. So so something's coming up, so there's a change. Yeah. There's a change. And and we call that square one. It's the death and rebirth, right? So the death is something happened. You lost your job. You lost your spouse. You've decided that you simply cannot keep going with the way things are right now. You realize that as much as you might want to go back to the way it was, you realize that you can't. You can't go back. Something has to change. And so what is it that has to change? And then look at what is my style? Do I want somebody that's going to lay out a plan for me and then hold my feet to the fire? Do I like that? Or do I like someone that lets it become more organic how we want to move forward? Right. And what would you mean by that? Just let it happen? Well, it's not so much. We don't just let it happen, but we look more towards Where's your passion? Where's the fun? What do you want to do? Why are you doing what you're doing if you don't like it? We look at things a little bit differently. Why? Why? Our style of coaching. The why can it style. be fun? Mm-hmm. I mean, I get it. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I don't want to make light of what I do. And I have this super complicated job that I carry the weight of the world on my shoulders. Right. Why would it be fun? But there's a part of you that enjoys that. Yeah. Right. That's why you're there. You enjoy having it be super complicated. So you start breaking down. We would start breaking down with you. What is it that you enjoy and what is it that you hate? But first you want to start with what is it that I want to change? What is it that I want to change? And Martha has a list of all her coaches on her site. So you first start looking at maybe different authors or you talk to other people that maybe have had a coach and just start looking to see if you if, for example, if there's an author that you like and a lot of people like Martha's books, then you can go to Martha's site and find her coaches. Right. Um, or, you know, someone that had hired a life coach and they had great results. And so talk to them how that experience was. And you start drilling down that way. But first, you really want to see what it is that you want to change. For example, I don't really do anything with um, diet, let's say. Not per se. It can become part of my coaching. But that's not, I don't have programs that are geared towards a diet. So although I can coach on it and I do coach on it, we are looking first at other transitions, and then that might come into play. 
I understand. But I wouldn't, the focus of my coaching is more on stage fright and transition than it is on strictly diet. So whatever it is that you're looking for, you want to find that coach that specializes in that. And you can just Google it, whatever kind of coaching you're looking for, and, and things will come up. I wonder if it makes sense to have like a, a an interview process. Well, that was the second thing I was going to say. Most coaches, I would say all coaches, either have 15 or 30 minutes of a free session that you can take some time and get to know that coach. And you also want to look at what their style is. Some won't work with you until you buy a package of a certain number of sessions. Others will allow you to buy the sessions. If you want one session, you want four sessions, it's up to you. Everyone has a different style. So what is it that appeals to you? I mean, some people like to get locked into, let's say, six months because they feel if they're not if they're not locked in, that they won't commit to it. But what I wanted to say is before you get into any of that, even you have to decide that you want to commit to the process, because I think what's happening is that a lot of people are looking for an easy answer and there are no easy answers. It can be fun to go through the process. It can be fun to start looking at how you want to change. But you also have to understand that it's still up to you to do the work. We can give you the tools. We can help you. We can guide you. But it's still up to you to do the work. Right. You're not um, predicting the future. And um, the future, since nobody knows, right, it's the Mm -hmm. great unknown. It's going to be difficult to navigate through an unknown. Right. So the work is going to be tricky. Well, the work's not tricky, but the work is work. It's just like if you want to build your cardiovascular health, you have to get on the treadmill, right? You commit to getting on the treadmill, and getting on the treadmill one day a week will get you baby results. Getting on the treadmill three times a week will get you better results, but getting on the treadmill five days a week will get you faster and much more permanent results, so it's the same thing with coaching. When we give you the tools to start looking, start looking at your life and deciding what you want to do to move forward and how you want to do that, you have to use the tools. You have to start incorporating them into your life. You can still get results, but you still have to start moving forward. You have to still do the work. No, I, um, I love it. I, 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 I get a sense that, um, this is your passion. And you have a lot of respect around it and you're not selling packages. Hope I don't get kicked again. <laughs> um, but you're selling the value of a coach, whether it's you or someone else. Right. And I will always say that you need at least, at least four sessions to be able to start seeing what what it is that you need to do because and how you want to move forward. It takes some time. For, for the person being coached to commit a little bit, to learn to commit. Right, to learn to commit, to learn the tools, to really start seeing what the issues are. Sometimes you'll come into coaching and you'll say, well, this is my issue and this is why I'm not moving forward. And after we look at it, dissect it a little bit, get down to what the core of the issue is, we say, well, that's not really it at all. That's... X, Y, and Z is really what's stopping you. I mean, think about what you just said, right? That's a huge um, event to take place because here I am navigating blind all these years, <laughs> right. you know, and I'm all the way out in left field when you 
You need to be over here based on this discussion. We like to, what we like to do in Martha Beck coaching is we like to reiterate what you're saying and then, and then we'll say, tell me where I'm wrong. Right. Um, and I understand that now talking to you. Mm-hmm. Had I heard that maybe at the beginning of the show, mm-hmm. I would get a sense of maybe like you would describe, oh, you're a life coach. Excuse me. Right. You know, <laughs> uh, but you're saying it to help the person hear themselves and then describe if they're off or not. Right. And then we make sure that we understand what you're saying as well. So both parties are on the same page. We make sure that we're all on the same page. Wow, that's huge. I guess at that point, then you're in field goal range for results. But the other thing is what I'll say is four sessions will let you know whether or not you like this person that you're working with. And whether it's someone that you want to work with, are you looking forward to getting on the phone with your coach or are you thinking, oh, no, I got to I got to call her again. Right. You want to you want to make sure that your styles mesh and that it's something that you look forward to. Yeah. Even if there's a lot of work to do, you still want that process to be fun. And and what about results? I mean, how do we discuss results? You know, I, I'm. Navigating blind, I make the decision that I need a coach. I did a criteria, and I think I have someone that I'm going to at least start with. Mm -hmm. I mean, how do we know what I'm shooting for? Well, we'll come up with what those goals are in the beginning of the coaching process. But it's also up to you to do the work. So there's results if you do the work. But everyone is different. I don't think that there's a coach out there. You'll hear people say, well, I'll promise you X, Y, and Z results. But they will promise you that if you do exactly what they tell you to do. You'll especially hear that from money coaches. Yeah, that's terrible. That, well, I don't, that's bullying in a sense. It, well, I don't, I don't really consider it so much bullying, but I don't think that you can actually ever say that because everyone is so different. And so since everyone is so different and everyone has a different path and a different style, we definitely know what works. We definitely know what will gain results. But we also know that everyone is different and in a different stage in their life and in a different stage as to how quickly or how slowly they want to move. No, I, no, uh, I agree. And thank you very much for clarifying that and that the res- not saying what results you're going to provide, but how is my life going to improve? And it comes from setting the expectations in the first few sessions so that you know what your, where your, what your goals are. Right. You'll get it. Well, we'll talk about it after the break, but you know, there is a questionnaire that we um, provide. Okay. Excellent. Client. And uh, before we go to break, I just want to also say you mentioned something in this segment that I wanted to talk a little bit about when we come back. Also okay. something you referred to as stage fright, which I know is near and hmm. near to your heart. So, one more segment and stay with us. Corporate Talk with Charlie and Eva, our special featured guest. We'll be right back. Let Charlie Labosco show you how to revolutionize your presence in the workplace. Charlie is looking to improve the workplace, and by that he means your relevance in it. Charlie has over 40 years in the corporate workplace. He has seen the unbelievable, mind-boggling, off-the-charts changes in technology, but no real change in our day-to-day and sometimes toxic workplace behavior. Charlie's mission is to revolutionize the workplace by providing the training and the tools needed to lead any organization regardless 
regardless of your job description. For more about Charlie and how to be a part of the workplace improvement revolution, visit charliespeaking.com. That's charliespeaking.com. Welcome back to Corporate Talk with Charlie and Eva on TalkZone.com. Welcome back, everyone, to our final segment. And today we're learning all about life coaching from our co-host, Eva Lewandowski. And um, I know I say that wrong and eventually... uh, (laughs) Eventually you'll get it. (laughs) um, And once again, your website is corecoachinginc.com. And you can email Eva at eva at corecoachinginc.com and receive your free newsletter. Yes. And be on the list. That's fantastic. Um, You know, I wanted to add something um, that we were talking about earlier. One of the things that you're going to find when you start looking for people, you will get inundated with Facebook posts, emails. Everyone is out there. There are a lot of coaches out there, right? So how do you start wait, you know, waiting your way through that? First of all, I just want to say, understand that there's a lot of talented coaches out there. And it's just a matter of, instead of getting overwhelmed by the whole process, decide what it is that you want to change. Look up like two or three different coaches, maybe get some names from people, and then just make some calls and talk to someone. Because otherwise, you will get absolutely bogged down with all the information that is out there. And all of it is good information. It's just, it's exactly what um, Louise Hay says at Hay House, that you will hear a lot of different authors speak to basically the same type of subjects. However, different authors will speak to you, whereas different authors won't speak to you. So when you hear one person say it, it won't resonate. But yet the way another person says it will resonate. So you really just want to look at who is it that resonates with me just from their website. When I look at their website, does this person resonate with me? And if they do, if you like what you see in their blog posts, if you like what you see on their website, then give them a call and see if you can have a 15-minute, 30-minute session with them just to see if on the phone you gel. And then go from there. So it's not like when you buy a car where you can get into a shopping shopper syndrome. You want to avoid that. Well, you want to avoid it. It is just like buying a car. I mean, you do want to avoid that. And also understand that there is no perfect answer. All the answers will come from you. And they will just give you the tools to help you start kind of mining through and finding your own answers. But the work has to be done. I think so many times we look for something easy. You know, you always hear like, Five easy steps, 30 days to financial freedom, 21 days to emotional freedom. And all of those things can work. But believe me, if it's 21 days to emotional freedom, you've got a lot of work to do in 21 days. I bet. (laughs) You've got a lot of work to do. And as soon as you start looking at that, a lot of times that's when your resistance starts kicking up. Because you realize that. Well, everybody has resistance, right? Whenever you make a change, the reason that you're still stuck in the place that you're stuck in is because making a change is uncomfortable always. Even if it's a change for the better, it's still uncomfortable because you are used to being in this spot because if you weren't used to being in this spot, you would have shifted it. You would have just changed it. It's easy to see change in others and talk about change, but not to live it yourself. It's really hard. Well, and and there's a lot of research now on 
that the change actually you feel it in your body. The body releases chemicals. And so when you try to make a shift, you start releasing other chemicals that don't feel good. When you go back to the old way, it's comfortable. The body feels it. So you need to start making shifts when you're feeling. And when you start feeling differently is then you can start actually changing. But for a while, you get out of your, they always talk about the comfort zone, right? And that's what the comfort zone is. But a comfort zone doesn't mean that it was a good place that you were in before. It's just a familiar place that you were in before. I mean, you know, uh, as convinced as I was, I'm even more convinced Everybody needs a coach. Well, you get convinced and then you get um, cynical about it too, right? And I know that there's a lot of cynical people out there. And I was always very open to it because I knew I wanted to change. And I knew I needed guidance as to how to change. But at the end of the day, even when I say that, at the end of the day, it was still me that had to make the change. It was still me that had to have the difficult conversations. It was still me that had to, you know, put in my notice and walk through a new door. Right. And, the you know, sight is, unseen. It's your life, too. Right. 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 And that's the point. Um, so the goal of coaching is really to empower people. You know, we're not here to hold your hand forever. We're here to give you the tools so that moving forward, when you stumble upon the issues that you tend to stumble upon, you go, oh, hang on, I've got some tools that I can use that can move me into a different place. That's our goal. Okay. So uh, the other thing you mentioned was um, you'll have an exchange with a new client mm-hmm. um, with some sort of uh, form. Mm-hmm. And so basically it's the beginning of the relationship. Right. So that you can learn a little bit about and me, honestly, from the form, I could learn a little bit about you and your style from the questions. Well, and whenever I have anyone fill out the form, I mean, I always have people fill out the form right when they start coaching because it, it starts the process. It gets you thinking. And one of the things we do, it's a very simple exercise, but no one really does it without being coached. It's the perfect day. What is your perfect day? What would be, what would to you be a perfect day? What time would you get up? What would you have for breakfast? What would you do next? What would you do after that? Maybe you would work out. Maybe you wouldn't work out. Maybe you would sit on your porch and write for four hours. Whatever it is. Maybe you would go to the office early because you like it. Or maybe you go to the office early. Whatever it is, you write out your perfect day and then you write out your current day and how far off are they? How far off are they? Mm, ah. And how bad do you want to shift it to the perfect day? And why are they so far off? What's the break? Interesting. Right. Um, so, no, it's interesting. We have three or four minutes left. Mm-hmm. In the previous segment, we were talking about coach's niche. Right. Um, you had mentioned stage fright. Can you just share what that is briefly? Well, I look at stage fright, you know, whenever I bring up stage fright, people always say, well, I don't present or I don't tend to get up in front of groups. And I look at stage fright a little bit differently. I mean, yes, part of it is getting up and presenting, but then there's also the part of it where it's keeping you from not speaking up. And as someone that had horrible, debilitating stage fright, and it still kicks up for me, I'm not going to say that it's completely gone, but I certainly can get up and facilitate a group or do a presentation. It's not where it was in the past. Um, I can really speak to the fear 
of being put in the spotlight and the fear of sharing your own opinions. And what we've found, because you're in the workshops with me, right, is that every time we start bringing it up and every time I explain it that way, everyone has a story of where they're holding back. Yeah, I was just thinking. There's very few people. I do know people that have no problem sharing their opinions or getting up in front of groups. But it doesn't mean that the rest of us don't have an opinion. And my mission is to make sure that everyone can state their opinion easily. That's my goal. Um, Yeah, I I was just thinking that sometimes stage fright could be on myself. So when my head hits the pillow, I don't even want to look at what I'm thinking about because I'm afraid of anything that's happening and anything that hasn't yet happened. Well, that's different. That's just freeform anxiety. Stage fright is a little bit different. Stage fright is about being in the spotlight. So sometimes being in the spotlight is just having a tough conversation one-on-one. But what you're, what you're talking about is that you've got anxiety around the future, and that's different than what this is. And But that might lead to not speaking up. Well, that leads to not speaking up. Right, because every time we look at people that have um, a problem with getting up in front of the group, it's always because there's a fear of judgment. There's a fear of sharing our opinions. There's a fear of that we're not good enough. Now, do people that get up in front of the group that have no issue not have these problems? No, that's not true. They just manifest it in a different way. They may have the issue of not being able to have an, a difficult conversation one-on-one or even just talking to people one-on-one. They like it better when they're on stage. They're just performing. And think about it in an interview or a job review or a critical decision where you want to ask for some help or an input, right? Right. I mean, it's it's very, very important. Right. This so, has been great. Yeah, no, this has been great. Thank you. And, of course, I will say that, you know, I trust you with my life. I know this is your passion. You're really good at what you do. And I want to share your website is corecoachinginc.com. And please email Eva, eva at corecoachinginc.com and start checking out that newsletter because there's a lot of value in that. There is. Thank you. Um, and I just think this was great. You know, we wanted to talk about motive, and I know that your motive is aligned with my motive, and it is that you care. I do care. And um, <laughs> you're out there making a difference. So this has been great, and um, we should do this more often. <laughs> well, thank you very much for having me on the show today, Charles, as the featured Yes. yes, excellent. And uh, we want to thank our producer, Dave Olson, and our Thanks, Talk Zone family. And we'll see everybody next week. Have a great week, everyone. Good night. <laughs>